Forty-two years ago, Carlos Blanco's father, Freddy, opened Don Quixote Market in the south end of Boston. Now, Carlos helps his father run the bodega when he is not working as a laborer for an excavation company. My dad's a very strong person. He's like a pillar in the community, and he's helped so many people. How do you go to any store and compare my prices to any other store's prices, and they're not going to beat my dad's prices? And I'm not just saying that it's my dad. The price that you see on the products that we sell, it's already tax included. What you see, that's the price. Carlos's father prioritizes buying products his customers want. The shelves of Don Quixote Market are lined with pantry staples like rice and beans, while other walls are stacked with bags of chips, candy, and other snacks. The refrigerator in the back houses large bottles of soda and juice. Two small boxes of plantains and oranges are tucked right below the register. I know to stay away from all these things here. <laughs> it's a free will of choice, your choice. I'm not, we're not like putting it on you to buy or anything like that. You come in here, it's something you look for, we have it. We are more than happy to serve you. It's business, right? Some cities in the U.S. have imposed junk food taxes to curb rates of obesity, heart disease, and other common health issues, especially among lower-income communities. Boston mayoral candidates addressed this topic in an interview with Boston.com and both agreed that a tax would only make things more difficult in terms of food access. But some Don Quixote market customers, like Yemke Sanchez, say a junk food tax might keep him and others from buying unhealthy snacks and drinks. I'd rather spend my money in healthy things than in, than in junk food. I believe that probably sugar is one of the problems. And uh, at the same time, it's one of those products that um, the industry uses in order to create addiction to people and people can buy more. Professor Park Wieldy, an economist at the Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy at Tufts University, believes that a junk food tax should not be ruled out of either of the candidates' agendas, since the money could be used to fund other public sectors in need of support. I think public health nutrition people sometimes propose that the revenue be used for nutrition education. But when there's extra revenue from the tax, sometimes it's good to focus on other social issues, even if they're not related to nutrition, because that helps build the community support uh, for the tax as a package. Small business owners like Carlos Blanco's father are more concerned with how a junk food tax would affect their buying costs and customer shopping habits. People will try to steal more. They can't afford it. We already go through it, so I can imagine things just get more expensive. However, Carlos does agree that having a tax on sugary or high-sodium foods would probably inspire people to make healthier choices. And much like Professor Wieldy, Carlos believes that funds from a junk food tax could be used in more innovative ways. I think helping the people in recovery. I know it has nothing to do probably with the food, but they need to eat too. Or the babies, or the kids. I love kids. I'm all for pro, pro kids. They could probably go to, the, to, to um, giving them better food in their WIC voucher. I think that would be a great idea. For WTVU, I'm Emma Kapelowitz in Boston. <laughs>